and welcome to Don't Die Before You're Dead. I am your host, Mary McCartney, and this is where we talk about all things related to living the life that you are meant to live. Tis the season, tis the time. And even in spite of COVID, it's still a time of year where we reflect on the year we've had, which has been pretty rough on all accounts, mainly because it's not just a year, but we're looking at two years that the COVID has been restricting our our lives and our movements and whatever we wanted to be doing. Businesses are hurting and we look to New Year's and of course the big celebrations aren't there. Things have been canceled. Hopefully somebody will be posting a virtual celebration of sorts. I know we've always looked at starting in Australia and working our way around the world to our time zone. And this year it will be again different. However, Time waits for no one, no thing. It moves regardless of what's happening in the world. So in very few days, we will be entering a whole new year. We are hopeful that the year will see an end to this COVID and all its variants that have taken its toll on many of us. However, as we're returning to normal, perhaps this is an ideal time to start considering What is our life like? What is it that we want to do? Are we looking forward to things? Are there dreams that we have kind of put on the shelf? I know it's the time of year where many people look at the idea of, well, I need to lose weight. This is the kind of uh, timing that comes up every year that people think, well, next year I'm going to do better. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to join a gym. And the gyms will tell us, you know, you go buy any of them the first week of January and you can hardly find a parking spot. But by the end of January, you can park anywhere you want. That's the saying that's gone on and on and on for many years. And it's true because as human beings, we have these uh, gung-ho, let's get at it attitude at this time of year. But what happens when it's done? What happens when it does come to the end of January and we figure we have not been as successful as we would like to? Do we berate ourselves? Do we put ourselves down? Do we consider ourselves having failed once again? Or are we practical in the sense of saying, you know what, that really was very unrealistic of me to to set those standards. And I need to take a look, a better look at what it is that I really want to accomplish. I read a really great post on one of my groups the other day about the diet that we have, especially looking at going into the new year. And immediately we think of food. And actually, I kind of Googled diet, the meaning of it, and it comes up with the uh, nutrition that we put into our bodies. But I like this post because it, it also referred to other things in our diet, not just the food. You know, things we put into our body, which, of course, is the, you know, the food idea. But what else do we put in our body? What do we put in our minds? What is it that we are feeding our intellect, our mental capabilities? Knowledge breeds power. And the kind of power that we have over our own decision making is what I'm referring to. Not the knowledge and the power that we can have over other people, but I think we need the knowledge and the power to take better care of ourselves. So what are we putting in our minds? What do you spend your spare time doing? I know for me, it's very easy to get caught up into mindless entertainment. 
to spend way too much time glued to the TV, watching the same show every week to see how the characters are progressing. And I kind of excuse myself in the sense that, you know, I'm a retired English teacher and I'm always fascinated by good plots. That's true. And I love characterization. That's true. But if I'm really being honest, some of it is just mindless entertainment, mind-numbing habits, if you will. So what am I putting in my mind that's going to allow me to have the knowledge to move forward in the way that I want? Now, if you don't want to move forward, um, you know, it's a free country. We can do that. We, If we're content with where we are, I think that's a wonderful state to be in. And I think you would agree with me, wouldn't you? Are you content? Would you like to be content? My, my, my concern has always been that, you know, people think they're content, but if you listen to their conversation and you listen to their words, they're not really happy. They're not really satisfied. And there's a measure of complaining going on. Do you have friends that might be a little bit difficult because they complain a lot? Well, I think if that's the case, then we need to really look and say, what are they complaining about? Are they complaining about things they can change and choose not to? Or are they complaining about things that they can't change? Either way, we need to really look and see what what the source of the complaining is all about. I did work with one lady in in my teaching career who I honestly believe was getting a real charge out of complaining about things every day. She would come into the school and be, oh, very morose and down and miserable and just heave sighs. (gasps) And you wouldn't dare ask her what was wrong because you'd get this litany of, of things that had happened to this poor, poor soul. And for the first little while being new meeting her, you kind of want to be compassionate and show some empathy and be understanding. But as the months went by and you realized that this was her state of mind on a daily basis, it got really tiring because I can't fix someone else. We can't fix someone else. They can only fix themselves. And if they choose not to, there's nothing we can do about it. However, we can choose our own well-being and decide that maybe this is not healthy for us, that we need to be mindful of what we are engaged in and what kind of things we're putting into our mind. You know, it's that whole thing about one rotten apple can spoil the whole barrel. It doesn't take much for one person to initiate a conversation where everybody's complaining about something. And it's especially hard right now during these COVID days because we all want to complain because we're really upset about the way things are going in regards to uh, the controls that are put on our life. So that gets me to the other point about not being able to change things. So what do we do about it? Can I change the government? Oh, for goodness sakes. And would you want me to? Certainly not. I am so thankful it's not my role to be making policies about, you know, the masses. Um, That's not a job that I would ever sign up for. I do not ever want to do that. And therefore, if I feel that way and I don't want the job, then I think maybe I shouldn't be so quick to, to judge 
that, you know, what I can control, I, it's up to me. I choose what I can't control. I can choose as well to accept, to not make my life more miserable by living in the land of, uh, of misery, but just to go about doing what I can with what I can for as long as I can. And for those of you who've been listening, that really is my mantra. Do what you can while you can for as long as you can. And that means being upbeat, being positive, being true to yourself. Do what you can for you while you can. We all have choice, but what do we do with it? Some of the people I've been talking to as of late, and they're, some of them are, are, are really in stressful jobs. You know, we've had times where only the essential workers were going to work and our frontline workers. I mean, they had a lot to deal with. And now as we're trying to open up the economy and people are, you know, evaluating what they're doing, more so perhaps, they look at their jobs and they think, is this really what I want to be doing? Am I giving away the best of myself to someone that isn't a loved one or my family? Many, many jobs will require a great deal of sacrifice. In my experience, people that I've talked to and what they've shared with me, it seems like the higher the pay, the higher the sacrifice. And then once you get used to the higher pay and making the sacrifice, then your acceptance of things grows because you get used to that. It's very, very hard to walk away from um, the pay that is allowing you to live the life that you have. But as it's the season and as it's the time to be looking and reflecting, are you paying a very high cost for what you have? Is this really what you want? Do you reflect on that? People have said over the years that there are two major things that break people up. Both have to do with money, but one is too much and the other is lack thereof. What is your current lifestyle costing you in terms of relationships? And I think you might agree that um, we're learning through this COVID business that our relationships really are the most important things in our life. Would you agree with that? I think those people who have lost loved ones through this would certainly agree with that. The problem with the the onset of sudden illness and people passing is the fact that they perhaps have put things off waiting until later to go and see them, to go and share an adventure with them, or to just invest that that connection, that that time and that effort that it takes. And once those people have passed and gone, then there's that sense of regret that maybe I maybe I didn't spend the time that I would have wanted to. So what are the costs right now for you to live the way you live? Is it costing you time with family and loved ones? Is it costing you Uh, not seeing your children grow up and being a part of their um, adventures and their, and their maturation, if you will, is it costing you your dreams? Did you set out with an idea that you wanted to be, do, or have a certain 
way of living, but now you can't. So this particular season is when we look and we look at the New Year's resolutions and they become, oh, I guess, what's the word? Maybe a bit of a joke. I mean, everybody laughs about them. What are you doing for New Year's resolutions? Ha, ha, ha. And some people want to play it safe and say, yeah, I don't believe in that. And some people are really brave and will tell you what it is that they are thinking of doing going forward, what big plans they are. And, you know, that's a strategy that I found really worked well for me this year, even though it was in the middle of the year. You know, you know, I wanted to do that cross Canada tour. And because of COVID, I could not step out of Ontario for a time. And then it just became a matter of no one wanted to book me. No one wanted no crowds, nobody there, no speaking engagements. So I went ahead and I toured Ontario. But the thing for my strategy is that I had told so many people that I was going to do this, that had I not done it, I don't think they would have thought badly of me, but I would have thought badly of me. And that that works for me. That works for my personality. If I am unsure of my commitment to myself, then I share it with other people because I tend to be a little bit more committed to my word with others than I am to myself. Are any of you like that? Do you struggle with following up on the things that you say to yourself that you're going to do? Well, I challenge you. Make this a year where you're going to step out and share it with other people and hold, let them hold your feet to the fire. Let them help you help yourself. No man is an island, said John Donne, the poet. None of us are. That's been true forever. And so if we need the encouragement of other people, then by all means, do it. If I hadn't told other people, it would have been so easy just for me to back out and blame COVID and say, oh, I can't do this now. But because I had done that, I felt compelled to, to follow up on my word, to do that. And I'm, a better, I'm in a better place. Am I a better person for it? I like to think so. I have a lot more to share about lessons I've learned about myself and about people and about the province I live in. But help, getting help from other people to do those hard things is really, really a gift they give you, actually. And I am so thankful for all of the people that had encouraged me every step of the way and welcomed me as I traveled. So if you're looking at going into the new year with the ideas that, you know, you really want to do something, but you're unsure of yourself, get some help. Tell other people, ask other people. I mean, my big thing was, you know, here's your opportunity to tell me where to go because I have no idea what I'm doing. And they were great at saying, I've been here. You need to go and see this place. And I so appreciated that. People can help us in all kinds of ways. So if you're at a crossroads and you're thinking now about what's the cost of my dream, my life, my family to do what I'm doing right now, is it the time to start looking at um, making some changes? Don't call them New Year's resolutions. But let people know that you're looking to make some changes. Unfortunately, there are some words that get kind of um, laughed at and they lose their value. And I think New Year's resolutions is one of them. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be looking at making some changes if you're so inclined. 
if you want this coming year to be better in terms of the kind of life you live, then look at what it is. Look at what you're putting in your mind as well as what you're putting in your body. Put your life on a diet. Food, exercise, healthy mindset, mindfulness. Another another strategy that I found exceedingly helpful was, and of course, everybody talks about it, is keeping a journal. Being free with your thoughts as you keep your journal. I think it's a wonderful thing in terms of gaining clarity for yourself. Getting it out of your head and on paper will help you to actually see the picture as it is, not as you imagine it. You can build that picture. Something like doing a jigsaw puzzle. We see the picture on the box, and that might be the picture that's in your head of what you want your life to look like. But then we have all these little pieces that we need to put together. Putting a journal together with the little pieces and breaking it down into little parts would be very helpful in terms of some planning. Um, losing 50 pounds in a week, mm, not going to happen. Not even, I don't even think that would happen if you didn't eat at all. I think it would take longer than that, but certainly that's a, that's a, a method for disaster. So that's not what we're talking about at all, but breaking things down into small pieces, the experts in nutrition will say two and a half to three pounds a week, maybe depending on what other things you're doing with your life. An overnight change. Would I suggest that you go out and quit your job immediately without having something in place? No, I don't think that's such a great idea. If you're all by yourself and living at home and your folks understand it, well, maybe you've got some backup there, but not not a good plan. And so as I go out as a speaker and I'm talking to companies, employees and things, how do you think, how do you think those people who are paying me to come and speak would feel about it if I said, okay, you know, we all need to just quit our jobs and go out and do the things that are going to make us happy? Of course not. That would be a, an absolute disaster. But I know that as I've talked to employers, that contented, happy employees stay longer, produce more, and are more effective. And so if you're going to work every day, not liking your job and not liking what you're doing, because you feel the cost is too high, then what can you do to change things? Maybe maybe have a different type of work that you do. Maybe you'd ask about making a transition to a different department. Maybe you'd like the challenge of learning something new. Maybe you'd like to attend some classes if, if maybe they would pay for it. There are options and there are opportunities. So at this time of year, looking at the reflection that we need and the introspection of saying, where's my life going? Is it where I want it to be? Doesn't matter how old you are. If you're looking at going into retirement, you know, retirement isn't, uh, doesn't just happen like a magic wand that today you work for somebody and next day you're retired and life is wonderful. Hallelujah. Because, you know, many people have, that don't have a plan of what to do when they're retired within a very short time are totally frustrated because they don't know what to do with themselves. And it's been the big joke about if the husband retires, the wife wants him to go get, go out and get a job because they're not used to being around each other all the time. So we need to think about things more carefully um, and plan ahead. What is it that you want your life to look like? And if you're going ahead with the journal, Think about this for a minute. 
any of us that are doing journals, and most will say it's the most beneficial thing that they do because they can be grateful for things that went well. They can plan for any changes up and coming. They can comment on things that they see. Many of us are going to leave those behind. And what do we want people to know about us? That we had a great life, that we really enjoyed it, that we had no regrets. That's the goal here. Live a life in such a way that you don't end up living in the land of regret. It's a terrible place to live. And I know from speaking to many nurses and caregivers that those people that are in the elderly uh, part-time of their life are wishing they had done a few things differently. They don't regret what they did. I mean, even if it was a big colossal mistake and they, they learned something from it and they had an adventure, they don't regret what they did. They regret what they didn't do. So I challenge you, tis the season. Now, another time I'm going to talk about another time that we reflect. It's always at the end of the year for everybody. Doesn't matter if they do New Year's resolutions or not. Everyone at this time of year is going to be reflecting on the year that they've had and where they are at, what their life is like. And the second time they think about it, it's usually on their birthday. But you know what? Every day is a new day. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas, doesn't matter if it's New Year's, doesn't matter if it's your birthday, doesn't matter if it's Canada's birthday or a friend's birthday. Every day is a new day, a new opportunity to get out there to live the life that you're meant to live. So that's my challenge to you. Take a good look. Look at the diet of your life, the food, the mindset, the input into your your mental state, your physical. It's all part of who you are, what makes up you. And get out there. I dare you. Go out there and live the life that you are meant to live. And I'm Mary McCartney. And this has been Don't Die Before You're Dead. Take care.